Join me April 12 through 14 for Blossom and Bliss, a women's yoga retreat for springtime renewal. This weekend retreat is your chance to pause, have some fun, refresh your spirit, and pamper your soul. Surrounded by the beauty of the Texas Hill Country, we will tune into the rhythms of nature with yoga, meditation, labyrinth, and play. Relaxing wading pools, nature trails, glamping at its finest makes this retreat a one-of-a-kind experience. And this time, I'm adding two fun elements. I have a guest coming in to help us with mantras and malas, creating our own mala bead bracelets for our own prayers and affirmations. And then I'm bringing in another person to help us with a beautiful campfire sing-along. So as we raise our voices, we lower our nervous systems, and we feel better by the time we leave. So this is April 12th through 14th at Retreat Ranch in Marble Falls, Texas. For all the information, go to jessgoulding.com slash blossom. Welcome to Jess on the Mountain, a podcast about yoga, chakras, and becoming your own guru. I'm Jess Goulding, and as you know, I have been in acorn time. I talked about it in the last episode where I've been in this phase of not much creativity, not much output, just a lot of feeling like not doing much. I did a lot of rest, did a lot of thinking about the future, but not really pushing forward. And I did a lot of checking the old things off my list. So just little things that come up for my kids' school or just details like, you know, getting my trunk fixed finally or ordering yearbooks, all the little things that just add up. So I took some time to do that and somehow got towards the end of it, which is, this is the chakra one practice, by the way, the things that we have to do in the material world as we check them off, this is this is a chakra one practice, doing this kind of in, in the acorn idea of hibernation. Well, <laughs> of course, as soon as I say it or realize looking back that that's where I've been, because so often I think myself and others of you I've spoken with, it's only looking back that you see the phase that you were in. And I'm realizing now, okay, I'm definitely emerging because I just opened my eyes to look ahead and oh my gosh, I don't have a choice but to crack open and dissolve or however you come out of an acorn. It's time. The next three months are going to be so busy and full. All the things that were germinating and kind of getting started during this acorn time, here, here they come. I mean, I'm talking about retreats and teacher trainings and travel for work, for pleasure, which is often both. Uh, family visits, day-to-day stuff, not to mention graduation and parties, uh, like now through June is full. And so I'm so thankful that my system was like, you know what, I know what's coming and you're going to need to hunker down for a bit. Well, my hunkering down is is done. I also remember that whatever experiences we have, they, they kind of stay inside of us. You know, they rest in our tissues. They lodge in the gruntis, which are the knots throughout the chakra system. I haven't talked about them before. I'll, I'll put that on my list for a future conversation. All of our experiences accumulate within us and, you know, make us who we are today. It's, it's not a bad thing. So I can at least know that as I move into a more expansive time or phase or season, that the acorn remains, right? 
the, if I think of it as an inner safe place or sanctuary, just a little place I can go anytime this new season of life, this kind of springtime and emerging feels overwhelming, then I can have a place to go. I can literally picture just a sweet, nourishing acorn in my heart and rest there. Just, I can retract. I have the experience so I can meditate on the experience and have the experience again. So I'm going to attempt anytime I feel like things have gotten to be too much, I'll go into my acorn and replenish. That's my plan. We'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. But in this episode today, uh, we are talking about delight at chakra one. So at Muladhara, the chakra at the base of your spine, which means root support. This is the area of support and structure, safety and stability in your life. It is hard to delight in life if you don't feel safe or stable or if life feels too chaotic. This is where we make things a little more earthbound and steady so that 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 chakra two delight and pleasure can permeate its way through everything that we do and feel and are in our bodies. So today I'm going to talk about just three aspects of this, uh, things material and tangible, delighting in food, our body, and the structures of our day or our routines. So the food that we eat, the body that we wear, and the structures, our routines, how we arrange our life, how we organize ourselves. So remember, in this whole season, we're looking at the aspect of chakra two and its delight, its pleasure principle, and seeing our way through the whole framework of the chakras from root to crown. So how do we have delight and pleasure and sensuality and creativity at Muladhara? If you're ever wondering about the sense of where you are, you know, where you might have a little excess or deficient energy, or you just want to check in, I have those two resources still are available, which is the quickie quiz, three questions to get you started, and the self-assessment. So the chakra savvy, chakra check-in self-assessment. I link to both those in the show notes, jessgoulding.com slash quiz or slash chakras. So if you're just kind of going, I don't know where I am on this, and it changes, so you can just go do it again. Okay, let's start with food. Food is tricky. Food can be triggering. Uh, Lots of people have so many opinions about food, whether it's because you're a foodie and you want it just right, or because your relationship with it has been challenging in the past. Maybe you have uh, attachments and aversions around different kinds of food. Maybe you have a lot of food allergies you have to deal with. Maybe food and your weight has come into this a lot. You know, those that the connection of those two things. So much of it depends on the kind of the script we were given in our family of origin. It's always a good idea to look at those scripts and just wonder, what do I want to bring with me and what do I want to let go of? And so that's what the mindfulness piece is throughout the chakra practices and in yoga. So today I'm looking at it from a, from what I hope is a, a very delightful uh, and pleasurable angle. So with food, d- is the food you eat delicious? Simple question. Do you eat delicious food? Do you take your time to cook? Do you season your food well? You know, sometimes we can get in a little bit of a hurry and we don't realize that if we just sprinkled some turmeric in there or added some cardamom to our tea, it would just make it lovely or a little 
pumpkin spice, go, go with it, go whatever those uh, sensational, sensual tastes are for you, right? Take the time to make sure your the food you eat is delicious. Eat delicious, fresh foods. Give yourself time to cook. Even if it's one or two meals a week, it makes a huge difference. And pay attention to what food makes you feel good, right? So we want it to taste delicious. We want our food to help us feel good. Sometimes if there's a disconnect between ourselves and how food makes us feel, one of the best practices you can do is a food journal. Now, this is not to create shame or guilt around the foods you eat. It's just to notice, what is my body craving? What do I like? What do I keep turning to? Right? I bet if you looked at my journal, there'd be a lot of cottage cheese. I really, if I just get hungry, I want a bite or two of cottage cheese because it fixes this salt thing. Dairy makes me feel, you know, like I'm being cared for. My system can do it. Like I have a, I have a digestion that doesn't mind dairy. If for you, maybe that's something else. I love the texture of it, right? So think about the textures of food that you like. So a food journal is just very helpful for that so that you can notice what are the things I love and that make me feel good? Not that just feel good going in, but feel good 30 minutes later. Those two things can be different. Um, and it's always good to just start with an observation. Just notice. Just let the mindfulness come in. And our actions tend to follow that. Right? You start to let the practice emerge that will help you just feel good around the food that you're eating when you notice what foods make you feel good. One of my favorite practices, and this is in my course, Embodiment, I, I call it gratifood. So it's simple gratitude for your food, gratifood, get it, it's a mashup. But for this, it's a practice of having gratitude for the whole supply chain of what gets your food in your mouth. So if you're sitting down to a delicious salad, look first at the leaves of the lettuce. Drink in with your eyes the orange of the carrots. Whatever's in there, just take a look and then let your heart fill with gratitude for the farmers, the ones who raised this crop. How about some gratitude for the truck drivers who got it from the farm to the grocery store or the farmer's market, wherever you got your lettuce? How about for the clerk that put it on the shelf for you to get? Thank, thank yourself for nourishing your body with this yummy salad full of colors and tastes that are delightful to you and give gratitude to the bigger creator, the, the earth who provides the soil that it grows in. It's the divine that sets the whole thing in motion. Whatever your higher power gratitude is, take a moment, right? Say grace, just say grace and then eat and see what changes. See what you notice. I have to say in the embodiment course, this was I'd say 90% of the people's favorite practice. They just had to do it you know, for a week or two, but they kept going, just gratitude. So when it comes to delighting and having pleasure in your food, make it sensual, make it tasty, make it delightful, make it delicious. So now body, right? This, this second part of our chakra one through the lens of delight is the body. It is also it also can be triggering. So when I say delight in the body, uh, how's your response? Right, everyone's gonna could be a little bit different. You might have disdain. When I say ah, delight in your body, enjoy it, have pleasure, you might have disdain. You might giggle, or maybe you're just wondering like, what the heck are you talking about? How can my body uh, be a source of delight? Well, 
start with a little faith that it can be. Uh, but I'm going to give you three practices here to help you delight in your body in a way that is, I think, easily done by any of us and doesn't really come up too much against our body images. Although I do think that it can shift poor body image um, quite quickly, surprisingly. But regardless of how you feel about your body, whether it's something that you are embracing or pushing against, Try loving gaze, a loving gaze. If you want to go for broke, if you want to go for the full thing, then you're standing in front of the mirror, fully naked and gazing upon yourself lovingly. So you soften your eyes, breathe, and just take in your form. You can notice judgments as they come up and simply let them move through. Okay, so that's like the end game. If that's a bit much, then you start with gazing upon something else. Start with your hands, right? Just the back of your hand. Let your eyes soften as you gaze at the back of your hand. Your hands have so many stories. They might have scars that are from, you know, maybe you can scratch as you went through the woods as a kid. Maybe you've had a, um, a little, maybe you got bug bites or maybe there's lines and veins. They all tell stories. Maybe there's some jewelry. There's the state of your nails. <laughs> All of this is fine. The practice is just to look at your hands like your best friend. Because when you consider everything your hands do for you, they're pretty close to what a best friend is. They reach out, they feed you, they keep you warm as you shiver, right? They embrace your loved ones. They cover your face, they, they do everything. So just lovingly gaze at your hands. Over time, then you can just let the gaze, you know, move up the arm, start to gaze at your feet, just lovingly gaze at your body. Begin to shift any disdain you have for your form and learn to love it. Then my last practice for delighting in the body uh, is a little bit more internal. So we use the breath and full yogic breath. This is a simple practice of a breath coming in and out like a wave. So I really like it with the chakra two water element, um, breathing in like a wave from the nose, filling the chest and belly, right? Like the wave comes in and then exhale from the belly, the ribs, and finally through the nose, mouth if you have to. But the wave coming in and you can just decide what you want to bring in. Bring in peace and serenity. Fill up, fill up, fill up. On your exhale, release anything that prevents you from feeling that peace and serenity in your body. Doesn't even have to be as heady as all of that. The practice at Muladhara would be to simply feel your body. Delight in the breath rolling in like a wave and out. Something simple you can do anytime. You might even be doing it right now as I'm talking. Right, A full yogic breath in, feeling the softened expansion, and a full relaxing breath out. It'll change your state, and it'll help move you into an acceptance of your body as a place, a safe place for your spirit. Breath and spirit, they go together. In some languages, they are the same word. So as you incorporate your breath into your body, there is a level of acceptance. There can be a shift towards that realizing your body is a safe place for spirit. Lovingly gaze, 
full yogic breath. And then here's a fun one, quality garments. I thought of this because I love new socks. I love brand new socks. I also love clean socks. Many, uh, several years ago, I realized how many socks I would wear where there'd be a little hole in them and I just wear it anyway. And then I realized like, well, that's not, that's not cool. That's not treating my body well. So I decided if a sock has a hole in it, out it goes, right? I'm sorry, I'm not a pioneer. I'm not going to darn them or sew them. If I were a better person, I'm sure I would, but I wear them enough. If there's a, if there's a hole, out it goes. If they become too stained, out it goes. Because I feel like a Rockefeller when I put on new socks. And so this, I think, is a practice of delighting in my body, just covering it in a garment that is new and fresh and clean. Like, what about the rest of your clothes? Do you wear quality garments or do you kind of put up with whatever's around? Consider dressing well, not fancy, just good quality garments of, you know, cotton, things that breathe, things that feel good, things that fit right, right? This is a good practice for chakra one. Protect your body with your clothes. So if it's cold, you put on a scarf, right? If it's the sun is out, put on sunscreen. These are practices that help you protect and enjoy your body out in the elements, which is where we need to be plenty of the time. So loving gaze, full yogic breath, quality garments. Those are my three suggestions for delighting in your body. Jess on the Mountain is brought to you by my online course, Chakra Savvy, Reset Your Life Game Plan. It's a seven-month online deep dive into the chakras to take you from feeling unsettled, upended, and questioning your direction to feeling grounded, confident, and happy in your life by harnessing the power of the chakras. You can check it out or join the wait list at jessgoulding.com slash chakra savvy. With Chakra Savvy Reset Your Life Game Plan, you gain access to the yoga practices, breathing techniques, meditations, and lifestyle suggestions that help harmonize your system and bring you a sense of balance and ease to your everyday life. So that's at jessgoulding.com slash chakra savvy. Join the wait list and you'll be the first to know the next time a cohort begins. Okay, and finally, structures and routines. So in our day in, day life, day in and day out life, we need to have some balance between form and flow. This is one of my favorite things. I work with a lot of clients in this in my whole life alignment coaching, uh, coaching program. We work with schedules. Uh, we have to start somewhere, start with a morning routine. So if your schedule is really kind of all over the place and you don't have any routines established, then I would just start with the morning, just a morning routine. I link to, I'll link to this in the show notes. I have get a morning glow. I've got a video that explains how to do this morning routine in a PDF for you. So if you start nowhere, start there. I've got every client scraping their tongue. Lots of good reasons for that. We don't need to go into but start somewhere so that your day begins with something that is consistent and can be done over time without interruption. So chakra one, stability and safety does require a sense of uh, regularity. For your body to function, regularity is important. If you want regular movement in your digestion, you need regular schedules, regular regularity around your day. 
but not to become rigid. Remember we talked about water, how it can flow or it can freeze. We want the flow. So just consider the structures and routines of your day. If you're overly structured, then you'll do the opposite. You'll need to find places of freedom, places where you just have a bit of pleasure. You have to take time for delight. So once you consider, is my day chaotic? Am I full of interruptions and distractions? If that's the case for you, then to delight in your day, it will be very helpful to apply structures starting with that morning routine. Once you've got a good established morning routine, then you go to evening routine. So you get at least the bookends of your day. And believe me, there's something about adding this structured energy that kind of begets itself. Like attracts like. So the more you create form, the more form will be willing to create itself in your, in your day. And we're always looking for balance. But maybe you are overstructured or every moment has too much. Maybe you're heading into overwhelm. Boom, stop, delight. My workaholics out there, you got to stop and take a walk. You have to leave the computer and walk. If you can walk in nature, bonus points. That is one of the best things you can do is let your eyes just relax away from a computer screen, drink in the green foliage. If it's green out at that time, uh, see the sky. My goodness, just be out in nature where the world is moving at a slower pace than your cursor. So if you can get out in nature, great, right? I've got a path here I do after lunch every day. But if you're in the city, stroll. Go out and walk without, without a point, just around the block. Not like you're trying to get somewhere or check something off of your list, but stroll and give yourself the assignment to find something delightful. Maybe you'll see a kid hopping in a puddle. Maybe you'll see a butterfly. But if you're not looking, you're going to miss it. So take a delightful stroll. Walking is one of the things we're supposed to do, Ayurvedically speaking, after we eat. It's best practices to walk 100 steps after you eat. So maybe that's one thing you can do to just increase the structure of your day, increase the delight in your day, and do something good for your digestion. Can you imagine? Just take a walk and you're knocking out three really good muladhara things. Don't think of these walks or these socks as a luxury. Think of them as a necessity. This is part of establishing healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries is a chakra two issue. Think about it, the container, right? Where there we are on the bowl, the pelvis is chakra two. Root chakra is right there in that bowl or beneath the bowl. The container is the structure. And if it's too porous, if your day has too many distractions and interruptions, you can't build up the energy that you're going to need to rise to chakra three and get some stuff done. It's going to drain the self-esteem that exists there. It puts the fire out. Everything becomes too scattered and you can't build. So really, to be more effective, stroll. So how do you establish some healthy boundaries around your day? Just start small. One non-negotiable that brings you pleasure. Then show up for yourself. Even if you just do it twice a week, count that as a win because it gets easier. So two times this week, Bring pleasure to your day. One non-negotiable. You put on the calendar that you're going to do a 20-minute yoga practice at noon on Tuesday, you do it. Even if somebody says, I know, but I want to go to lunch, or I need you to get this paper done, or whatever that is, you say, yes, I can before or after that. You do it, and the world will adjust to you. If somebody gets upset because of your boundaries, it's because they have been 
benefiting from the fact that you hadn't had any before. Let that be their problem. This is something that you are doing to create delight and pleasure in your life so that you can be here longer and enjoy everything a bit more. Okay, so that's a lot. A lot for uh, for delight here in Chakra One. I encourage you to just choose one of these practices and start incorporating them into your life. Choose one. Gratitude, cooking for yourself, or just mindful eating. Or start incorporating the loving gaze. Check in with your quality garments, full yogic breath, or simply make time for pleasure in your packed schedule. Put it on the calendar and stick to it. Or just start a morning routine. Give yourself three more minutes in the morning to do a routine and just see what happens. See what comes from there. One thing is enough, y'all. One is enough. Just let the practice take over and watch what happens. So my friends, may you delight in what you eat, what you wear, and how you live every day. Much love. Thank you.